This is Boat Crew RPG with Journalism Troubles. Welcome back, dear listeners, to another episode of Kaiju Girls. Last session, we... Where do I even start? We are following five girls who happen to also transform into kaiju. And that they did in the last session. Rico was turned into a kaiju immediately at the beginning of the session. Hanukkah transforming right after her to put her in a pool in order to extinguish the fires that that fuel Rico as a kaiju. Meanwhile, Rico destroyed a big chunk of the school and parents started picking up their children en masse because everybody is stressed the fuck out. Kati and Hibiki made their way back to the school only to find Gim hopelessly lost and feeling extremely lonely because nobody has been responding to her messages, neither of which turned into a kaiju until... Hanukkah managed to get Rico actually in the pool and cannonballed her back into being a girl. But then completely forgot that Rico existed and made it a launch part, lounge party with a cocktail in the form of a water tower. Kati got so stressed out, wanted to try and rescue Rico and turned into a kaiju herself. Meanwhile... Hinata, the main villain of the previous sessions, has fled the scene because he has been so traumatized by all the happenings in the school that he felt that he had no other way than to leave the city entirely. So that's where we find our girls and our kaijus. Um, Kati, you're about to transform into a kaiju. Can you walk us through your transformation sequence? So you see Kathy jump off of her bike and she's screaming, Rico, Rico. And she jumps into the pool and she just kind of disappears for a second. And all of a sudden, everybody begins to hear this kind of like loud humming. It kind of hurts your ears in a way. And uh, there's like this large blast of what you could only describe as psychic force that kind of just sends like ripples and waves through the water. And you see this giant triangular shaped body uh, beginning to emerge from the water, just like this iceberg that's just kind of poking out of the top and just continuing to grow, 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 grow until it's full kaiju size. And, um, you hear this kind of alien droning and like eldritch kind of sounds in the background as Kathy begins to become her, her kaiju form. Uh, basically, uh, it's almost squid-like in a way. It's like a, whatever that part of the octopus or squid is called. It's just like a really big triangular shaped um, body, I guess. Um, that has uh, eyes and a mouth. It's covered in a spiky, leathery skin, and uh, it moves completely with tentacles, um, even using some of them as like pseudo arms. 
Uh, and there's just dozens and dozens of these writhing tentacles uh, coming from underneath of it. And uh, it just kind of pushes itself out of the water on these tentacles and stands up straight, almost like a giant mushroom. And uh, you just feel this psychic blast as um, Kathy screams in her kaiju form. Just checking, does Kathy, does Kathy happen to have a Rico in one of the tentacles? Could I ro- leave that to the dice? Can I roll for that? It's what she wants to do. I don't know if she's too overwhelmed or too overpowered by the transformation to actually do it. Um, okay. So my one dice, because I reset my dice, and uh, I want to use my writhing tentacles, which is my kaiju ability. And... I also would like to add a stress die if I can, because I'm stressfully trying to do this. And I don't care if I change back. I didn't want to, I didn't want, I never wanted to be this in the first place. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. As long as you make sure that the stress die is easily recognizable. Okay. No successes and no ones on any stress dies. Um, so I'll add another stress die. And yeah, uh, Kathy probably comes up without Rico at all. Hanaka. Your restful lounge party has been ruined by a tentacle monster. So was I completely displaced by this, uh, Kathy? Or is it just like, ooh, bubbles? Um, I mean, it's there's probably not a lot of room for both of us, but I wouldn't imagine that you're um, like thrown aside or anything. I think if anything... It just makes it more tight and more cramped. And you're we're probably like neck and neck right now. Um, you know, I'm probably kind of like cramping on you, cramping on you, uh, lounging as like this uh, tentacled mass just kind of like. But she's also using the tentacles to stand up str- like perfectly straight. Um, so it's probably a bit narrow, um, but still huge. So uh, I have a question. and. Joaquin might have the answer. Has does Hanukkah know Hibiki's form? I don't think so. <clears throat> okay, I'm thinking then Hanukkah might actually mistake Kathy for Hibiki then and be into it. Okay, but what does looking into or being into it look like? So I think that um, Hanukkah admires Hibiki because she's big and strong and doesn't take shit from anyone. And here, Kathy kind of just like emerged from nowhere. And it's definitely not Rico. So who could it possibly be but Hibiki, who is just kind of cozied up to her in the tub with all these tentacles. So I think uh, Hanukkah just kind of does like that whole put a flipper, paw thing, whatever turtles have, legs on top of one of uh, Kathy's tentacles and just kind of look at her in the eyes. You see the tentacle just kind of swirl around Hanoka's flipper um, until the flipper is just completely buried by the tentacle. And then you just hear another eldritch ear-shattering scream as Kathy just... uh, thinks her friend is just holding her hand in this trying time and just kind of like squeezes on tight to the flipper and just like does another like psychic blast type thing. Not enough to like do too much damage, but some bricks and, and 
things kind of fall around and stuff. You can tell she's very distressed. Is she picking up on the distress? Um, I mean, like, it's a pretty alien and cryptic thing, so maybe no. Yeah, all right. Okay, so um, my original D6, my D6 for Psychic Blast, and my two stress dice. Um, Okay, so I got a six with my regular dice. I got a one with one of the other regular dice, and then I got two fives with my stress dice. I have uh, zero successes on anything. I'm not sure, Jim, how that works out. Well, I'd say you take damage, um, which make yeah, if only like not just physical damage, but emotional damage. Like your heart is a little broken because he he rejected me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you. This might just be enough stress to to turn back into a little girl again. Yeah. So, um, Honoka's leathery appendages, after uh, giving off her own psychic blast, just kind of like shrink down and like turn into just like these slender arms again inside of Kathy's massive tentacles. And she kind of just, like, shrinks down to this, like, small, like, unassuming, like, terrified-looking naked girl. And uh, when Kathy notices this, she um, she tries to kind of cradle Hanoka in the tentacles. And um, so, like, uh, I'm imagining there's, like, this passed out kind of, like passed out like girl that just kind of like turned back into a girl in the pool and then uh you see kathy's kind of like tentacles just kind of like holding it up near the body like a like a baby almost and then just like another like weird sound kind of comes out of it like a weird chittering less aggressive than the one before but uh it almost sounds like an animal in pain or something like like trying to She's trying to get out of this state of being, um, but also trying to like uh, seeing like her friends, like seeing their faces as like the friends she remembers, um, you know, wants to protect them still. So what do you do with the people in the pool, Kati? Because like, the best thing to do would be to pick them up and put them on the side. But is that also what you do if you're so protective over them? Also, Kati is going to be a wonderful mom. I just want to put that out there. Um, That's what she would want to do. I don't know how much control she has in this situation, though. Like, she's too stressed dice deep right now in kaiju form. Like, so she's obviously not having, like, a great go of it. Um. I would definitely be down to like see if I could like roll to try to not act crazy right now, if that's a thing. Or I, so I don't here's know. what we do. Here I, I have a plan. Here's what we do. You try and roll two successes on your dice. Mm, no, three successes. One success will give you Hanukkah on the on the uh, side of the pool because you already am you are already holding her um two more successes 
will make Rico also be on the edge of the pool. If you roll two successes, you just put Rico on the pool, on the side of the pool. Okay. All right. That's very fair. Let me give that a go. Uh, two successes, no ones. So Hibiki and Gim, uh, Kati jumped into a pool. The weird water monster that was in the pool disappeared not that long afterwards uh, because there was a shriek in the direction of this monster. And uh, this this lovely little tentacle monster, which is not that little, puts a passed out Rico on the edge of the pool, who, of course, immediately starts coughing up water and starts to get with it again. Uh, okay, so I think by this point, Hibiki will like you know grab Rico and like just pull her away from the water and just try to like I don't know try to help just you know get her away from the immediate dangerous black zone. Maybe like uh, ask I think she'll ask Gim to like you know and then find something dry, dry cloth and then in the ruins of the school maybe that's that's curtains or a a fat something dry in the ruins to wrap around Rico. Yeah, Gim would help Hibiki pull Rico to safety, you know, just like grab her legs while Hibiki grabs her torso and they kind of get her away from the pool, which Gim is not very happy about being anywhere near even though most of the water's been displaced. And then Gim will unbutton the her school uniform and since she wears like a like a white slip under her button down, you know, she's still covered, but she takes off the top of her school uniform and then kind of drapes it over Rico just, you know, to give her some, some coverage before starting to look around to see if there's anything that she can use to cover her up and keep her warm. I mean, it's the school pool. I, I can only imagine that there's towels nearby with like the school logo on it. Are they dry after Thousands of gallons have been sprayed everywhere. Good question. High or low for favorable results? Low. (laughs) 30. So yeah, they are wonderfully dry because they are in some sort of shed, which has been locked up. And miraculously, normally if there was a hurricane or something, that was the first thing to go. But this, it can withstand. Good. So she'll grab the towels. She'll bring two of the biggest, fluffiest beach style towels that she can find that normally get put on like, you know, a beach poolside lawn chairs or whatever they're called. And um, she'll kind of put one over Rico and then use the other one to kind of aggressively like rub her body as if to like try to wake her up or make her breathe if she's not breathing Rico I mean uh, Gim has no idea if Rico's breathing or not so she's just trying to make sure she's alive Rico you wake up to the feeling of very fluffy towels being rubbed against your back Uh, I assume Rico uh, spends a good minute or so cuffing up uh pool water and debris and i also assume she has like blanked out completely so she's looking around sees gim and it's like what happened you ton big monster rah 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 storm school you you break everything oh no not jim though you, flowers safe but 
you break everything, pool, come here, Hanukkah, she turn, rah, 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 you fight, falling pool, then Kathy, Hanukkah, I, I don't know, are they dating? Oh, no. So in, uh, in some words you can actually understand, you got into a monster, you have smashed up part of the school, not all of it, luckily. Uh, we, th- uh, we think Hanoka tur- t- you know, beat you down and knocked you out. And then, uh, okay, and then the you know, others got involved, and Kathy, I think, changed. I don't know what's going on right now, so yeah. You hear another eldritch scream as uh, the tentacles just kind of like go from their tall stalk-like stance and just kind of like flatten and descend into the shallow waters of the pool, um, desperately reaching around for Honoka. Yeah, roll it. Okay, regular dice, writhing tentacle dice, two stress dice. You can also add more stress if you want to, because it does sound like Kati is pretty stressed out. Yeah, I'm going to add another stress dice. Um, Yeah, because like you said. Okay, three ones. Two of them were on stress dice. I got one success, but it was on a stress dice. That doesn't matter. So one success, three ones. Okay, so what I think happens is that you stay awake because it's most it, for you it was not physical harm uh for you it was mostly just very stressed out ser- searching um you the moment you find hanukkah you transform back into a person and you can actually put her on the side from where you are oh okay i really like that so you see the the monster basically like kind of disappear in the water for a second and then like a few moments of silence and then you see Kathy just kind of like spring up from the water um you know trying to put Honoko over the side of the pool um and probably spitting and coughing up herself and uh she just tries to roll Honoko like over the side and uh climb up out of the pool herself and just kind of like you know she's still in this like soaking wet uniform she's just like kind of like wringing it dry and just kind of like coughing. Yeah, you are holding a naked Hanukkah uh, who if you spend some time, I, I get, I bet that you will just spend some time wrapping towels and trying to also wake Hanukkah up. Uh, Hanukkah, you wake up uh, and you see Hibiki and you realize you are naked uh, underneath these towels and that Hibiki has probably seen you fucking naked. But, you know, she's into it. That's very confident. <laughs> okay. So everybody is back into being girls again? I, th- I, I think you all just take a minute. At least I hope. Um, and then you get together. Um, who would be most observant, you think? Out of all of you. Not Gim. I was going to say Gim or Hibiki because you guys are the ones that haven't had this insane physical transformation happen. I was going to say Hanukkah because she's like the stalker. Yeah, that's my guess too, Hanukkah. Yeah, that'd be my guess too. That makes sense. 
Okay, Hanukkah. Um, stalkers. They, they, I mean, if you find somebody that does the same thing that you do, you realize immediately. Especially if you are a stalker. So you notice that on the other side of the pool, there is a grown woman staring at you, taking notes on a notepad. Woman. So can you repeat that? Do I recognize this woman who's taking notes? And she's um, adult human form, not kaiju form, right? Yes, she's an adult woman. And I think you do recognize her from like parent days or something like that, where parents came and told something in front of classrooms, that kind of stuff. Though she never really spoke in front of classrooms, she was mostly just there. There, watching. Takes one to know one. So do I so I recognize her, but I just don't know who she is then? Mm, you might be able to figure out whose parent she is with a role. Okay. I does creepy stalking apply? Yeah, I'd say creepy stalking like applies. And you get an extra bonus die from me. And it's not a stress die. Uh, that's two successes then. Wonderful. Um, it's the mother of Hinata. As Flood Town. So I'm kind of probably just like tastefully wrapped up in a towel at this point. Um, and I kind of say like, look. I see Hinata's mom, just just like the article I sent you. She's here. And I pro- I just point at her, and she probably sees me pointing right at her. She does, and in true anime style, she walks, uh, she turns around, keeps writing on her notepad, and uh, walks away confidently. Hey, wait! And at that point, Hibiki will just, without a word, just start sprinting in the direction of uh, Hinata's mom. Okay, so what is your goal with sprinting towards her? Do you want to tackle her to the ground or just want to catch up with her? I think tackle to the ground would probably be the the, 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 not the best idea, but that's the only idea in her head right now is that she's leaving, don't want her to leave, I'll tackle her. Okay, roll it up. All right. Dice don't fail me now. Got a six. Success. Okay, she wasn't entirely expecting you to walk uh, after her and tackle her to the ground. Um, so she falls to the ground beneath you and is clearly, clearly distressed. Uh, hi, what are you, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing here? What are you, why are you spying on us? Sp- spying on you? No, I was. Just writing an article about like I was just writing a, the, there were two gigan- three gigantic monsters in the pool and they've just disappeared. Yeah, and then she like grabbed the notebook out of her hands and like start look, looking through it. Well, uh, so so what if what if what if there are giant monsters? What, what business is it of yours? And like just try and like read the thing, like look, see if there are any names. Yeah, yeah, you do see a couple names. Of course, you see uh, you see uh, uh, Hinata's name. Uh, you also see your name. Uh, you see Rico's name, and you see Honoka's name. Uh, uh, I think she'll like sort of pick up the woman and start marching, and like 
in, in outwardly she's going along with it, but inwardly she's like, "What the hell am I doing? I'm taking an adult hostage. What the hell am I doing?" <laughs> when that happens, Gim runs up behind you. Uh, now, now that you know, she sees uh, has always seen Hibiki as a woman of action, so she's kind of chasing after her because she knows the other three are exhausted from transformation, and you know she's kind of catching her breath. And she goes, hey, Peaky. And, you know, she sees you flipping through the notebooks. Does she know we're the kaijus? I, I don't know. She, she got, like, names of people in here, like us, our names. And not the, ah. And then she'll just, like, sort of, like, you'll pick up the woman and sort of, like, march her towards the group. Like, we need to we need to talk this out as a group. Yeah, it's not super easy to get her to move, though. That's, like, that's not... Uh, that's not extremely easy. I do have beat pe- beating people up as a hobby. Uh, you and do have beating help. people up. Yeah, yeah. Go, d- d- go at it. All right, dice roll. Come on, five. Do you have one success only or multiple successes? Wait, how, how many? So, so there's gonna be two dice, right? Because one mm-hmm. dice for normal, and the, oh yeah, so that's one success, and then his other die a six. So two successes, which is enough to get her up and at least push her towards the rest of the group. And she looks at you for a second and then she decides, you know what, the gist is up. It's better to just walk with you. That's probably easier than going against you and having a whole fight, etc. So yeah, Honoka, Kati and Rico, you can see that Hibiki and and Gim are um, accompanied now by Miss Tanaka. As we get closer, I, I like toss the notebook in, the, in their direction. Like she was taking notes about us, about stuff. I, d- I didn't really read it too thoroughly. You can have a closer look at it. Kathy will kind of flip through it a bit furiously. Why, why is my name in your notebook? Why are my friends' names in your notebook? And she's kind of like looking at her almost like pleadingly what are you trying to get out of this okay um i didn't want to do it this way but this here we are luke i know what you are i know what it's like what what is going on all of with all of this what i don't know is how all of this is related to those weird rifts that opened up well we didn't do it okay i mean i get that but they started happening when you showed up in town so apparently there is a limit to the amount of kaiju that can live on this little bit of land and it is above five so gim kind of starts pointing at herself pointing at hanukkah kathy hibiki rico and counting on her fingers and she's like no 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 there's five of us. Yeah. So how much do you know about the history of this town? Oh, no, I only no, moved no. here last year. I failed history twice. It's older than us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, so how much do you know about the weird water monster attack of, like, 30 years ago? I didn't know there was an th- attack 30 years ago. Did you guys? I don't read news. No. Uh, okay. I, apparently, I have to spell it everything. 30 years ago, my family arrived to this town. 
And yeah, a kaiju showed up in the summer after we had moved. Since then, I try to not leave the house as much because apparently it stresses me out and my anxiety medication does not work well enough to keep everything under control. That is until earlier this year when Kati showed up in town and all of a sudden these weird rifts started appearing. At first they were really small, but they've started to get out of hand. And I want to... like. I feel like it's my responsibility or something to, to, I don't know, fix it. So I'm the problem. Did I ever say you were the problem? So I problem, and she points at herself. I, I'm not from here either. No, true. But it wasn't until there were six of us that everything went fucky. So who's the... And she's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. She's just kind of looking around. Yeah. And then she thinks about like. Uh, Yanata's mom's a problem. Oh, I know you were evil. You seem to know a lot about this. So How? what? what this, the solution is just someone moves? I don't know. Maybe. Oh. I don't want to move. Can you move? I mean, I I suppose anything's possible. I don't want to stick Hinata, around. If it... Hinata left. So you leave with him. Yeah, you know, you, you take your son, you go somewhere nice. I, I don't know. Uh, I, heard the, I heard the city of, in the country of, is nice time of year. I mean, or this... move to Hinamazawa. It's, it's a great place. <laughs> I mean, after all this time, I don't, I don't know if I can. I kind of taken root here, even though. Yeah, I don't know. Also, you said that he left town? He didn't even message me. What What did you do to my son? We didn't did do nothing. nothing. He bullied Not us. today. Yeah, he bullied us. We do nothing. He, he destroyed Rico Flowers. Yeah, you know, your son, he may be, you know, super cute and stuff, but he's an asshole. You think he's cute? Ugh. I mean, I'm just... Like speaking objectively, you know, like from what I've heard other people say, of course. And she just like kind of blushes and just like um, shuffles back into the into the crowd. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's leave the cuteness of my son out of this, shall we? I think that's a wise decision. But no, I'm not gonna move. That's just not not the solution. Well, why can't? Why not? Why can't you just? Pack up, go to uh, a portal thing. Is go to the portal. Be, I don't know. Be be a what, what do you call them? A colonist. You colonize a new frontier. That's what you want, right? No, that sounds cool, right, guys? Kathy no. colonizer. What? Oh, not 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 not, not the bad kind. Co- not you know what I mean, right? Not not the bad kind of colonizing shit. Other, do you even know there's people on the side of the portal? Maybe there's no people. Maybe it's just jungle or desert. I don't know. And so she she just starts trailing out because as she realizes, like, wow, my my life, I've been here, been here paying attention in school. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> I see but anime she, Tokyo like kaiju. Why you not go Tokyo? Yeah, listen, kid. Um, 
the real world is nothing like anime. I'm very sorry. I've watched a lot of TV. The world is not like anime. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So the thing is that if I was to move, let's, uh, let's just say hypothetically, and something uh, somebody else moves in, who also happens to be a kaiju, then this whole problem starts all over again, doesn't it? Ibiki beats them up. Easy as that. Yeah, we can't move. I can't. My, my mom to... has job. Nico's going to move in and she's starting to like take the other people by their hands and try to form like a a link of uh, hands. We won't move. We stand together because we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to do the Sailor Moon teleportation circle. And we're a book club. Yes, we won't move because we're the book club of this school. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Okay, so she, of course, is not laughing. She's giggling at this because it's just adorable. Okay, okay, okay. But, but what if we can find a way in which Nobody has to move. I I think that's what we need to do. We're so we have, you have, have an the idea? same problem. Yeah, we're in this together. What, what what what's your solution then? I don't know. We we figure out. I was, I'm not not you heard the, the, the adult. <sighs> Sorry, Kathy didn't mean that was rude. That was that was rude to me. It's it's okay. I I understand. This is this is a stressful time for all of us. Okay, look, what I was gonna do. My people skills have really diminished over the last couple of years of isolation. I was going to get all of you out because I wasn't really sure who was all a kaiju and who wasn't. But I, I mean, it's pretty clear now. Um, I was going to get us all together and then we could fix it together. But it's getting out of hand faster than I can build a club or like a book club, apparently. So I don't have a solution yet. Oh, what you need is a teacher advisor for your club. We had one, but then we lost him to a portal. Yeah, he got eaten by Rift. Yeah. I'm not sure we can get him back, to be be completely honest. That's okay. He was creepy. Always looking at Kathy funny. Okay. Yeah, maybe we're not getting him back. Just, yeah, let's figure that out later. Okay, um, I don't know. Have you already been there? And what did you see? Did you see anything? You saw like a glowy portal thing, rift thing. That's about it. Right. Okay, um, well, the city is empty by now because everybody got scared off by a couple monsters randomly appearing. Um... Yeah, I'm going to go there and check it out. If you want to hop along, be my guest. All right. We'll do that after we get Tanoka some clothes. You're going to drive, right? We're tired of biking. Uh, Actually, I took the bus here. Okay. Bullet train fast. Bullet train fast. Should be very empty now. Train just, just chilling there waiting for it to arrive. Yeah, I try to sit on Hibiki's lap because she's used to the bullet train being so full. So even though it's empty, she's just going to be trying to cram herself against people. 
Kathy always stands. Honoka is basically staring daggers at Gim the entire time. Can any of us pick up on that? I That's mean, trying to hide it anymore. Gim's kind of looking at her, smiling, completely unaware. Just gives her a little wave and just keeps kind of bobbing her head as she listens to her music now that she can on the train. I think uh, Honoka like kind of like does one of those whispers under her breath. Just says, Homewrecker. Gim pulls the headphone out and goes, huh? What say? Uh, Honoka just starts crying. Oh, no, Hanukkah. And she just leans forward, still on Hibiki's lap, but she leans forward and just kind of gives her a, a pat on the shoulder and kind of pets her hair like a dog. It's okay, Hanukkah. We don't have to move. We figure out. We figure out. We stay. I think Hanukkah is kind of like, um, I guess the metaphor is like a cat on a boat who's just like stuck there, not wanting to be there, but also can't move. As like a game's just kind of like touching her, and she just gets ever more tense. Don't worry, Hanukkah. I promise everything be okay. You big, you strong, you kaiju. You can take anything. It's okay. Don't be sad. You have us. Yeah, we'll we'll figure this out. It's it's gonna be all right. I think I think that was a dramatically appropriate time for like just head in the air, like an anime tears coming out sideways. Nobody loves me. Ah! Is she at least going to run to the other side of the train to get as much distance from everyone as possible? Yeah, like, like she's doing a jumping jack as she moves. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, and Abiki doesn't understand at all what's going on. <laughs> everyone is just so oblivious. Uh, Miss Tanaka is just observing. Not interfering with all of this. I'm not not going to. There's a couple of times where she opens her mouth to say something or sits up a little straighter, puts her finger out, and is just like, nah, never mind. Um, well, kids, uh, this is our stop, uh, or at least my stop. Are you coming? Yep. I go and uh, try to retrieve Hanoka and exit the train. Kim just follows after Miss Tanaka and Hibiki. Yeah, Honoka just lets herself be led around. I take it Rika also leaves the train. Oh yeah, definitely. So then we find ourselves at the edge of this portal. It still looks the same. It's a whirling mess down there. There's nothing. The, the the guards have fled, as have all has the entirety of the crowd of people that was around this. Um, so now you have an even better view. The ridges of the portal or the rift are very very rough, and it just seems like, uh, like if you have a uh, a cut in your skin that has not been made with a very nice knife, but just is just ragged on the sides. That's kind of what it looks like. And it moves a little bit in and out. There's like many tiny little shock waves going around it. And Miss Tanaka stands at the edge and is like, so what now? I mean, I know I'm the adult, but also I've been in isolation for around 30 years. So... Yeah, I don't know. 
You got how about this? You guys tie a rope around my waist and I'll go poke it. No, Hibiki, you can't go in. What if something happened to you? I get out. Oh, the rope to pull you. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so, wait, I, we know we don't have rope though, Hibiki. Then find rope. They have like you know, the police left stuff behind. Maybe they have like rope or something. Oh, caution tape. We use caution tape. Yes, like, yeah, great, 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 great. Just you know, d- tie like mul- like get like all of the tapes, lower the tape around me. Just tie them all together into into a rope. As a person, as like as a GM, I'm okay with this. As a as a person outside of the GMing chair, that is highly unsafe. I think Miss Tanaka is also like, yeah, that sounds entirely unsafe, and it also yeah. takes a lot of time. Do you have any other ideas then? Well, let me roll to see if she just happens to have rope. She does, in fact, not have rope. Well, you're doing that, and you ask, and Kibiki asks if there's any other ideas. Uh, Gim kind of just looks at the rift and looks at Hibiki, and she could see that like Hibiki's dead set on going in this rift, whether or not they find the right tools, but she can't risk her you know, going into this danger. So she'll very out of character for her, just walk up, hug Hibiki really, really tightly and just whisper in her ear, don't forget me. And then she'll just push her away and jump into the rift. Okay. Okay. Sure. Let's do this. Okay. Um, High or low for favorable results? High. Okay, here we go. See, normally we roll digitally, but for dramatic effect, we can also just have the die roll. <laughs> it's a 54 on a D100. Man, that was close. It was, it was. So you feel the rift pulling you in and further in and further in. And then there is a flash next to you a what the rest of you see is that the eyes of miss tanaga go to the rift see gim fall in or walk in jump in and miss tanaka jumps into action she is mid transformation into a horrible flying creature that is half beautiful like a butterfly and have terrible like the worst kind of insect cat uh with with yeah it just this is just a weird mixture between a um what's the carotinous body combined with gorgeous wings that glitter and glow but her entire body is just black and chitinous and more like looks more like a scorpion. You don't really have time to observe much more. When she flies into the rift underneath Gim, Gim, you see this weird black bullet surrounded by glitter and pink and fl- color fly underneath you, arch its back, so you land on this uh, 
I wanted to say carotenoid constantly. Uh, chitinous back, bump off, and Miss Tanaka disappears into the rift. So Gim doesn't know that that was Miss Tanaka. She thinks that's probably Hibiki, who's the only form she hasn't seen yet. And she just screams out, no, as the creature goes into the rift. Miss Tanaka, there's so much I wanted to ask you about about when you first knew that you were a kaiju and and Ibiki the- will like like you know just try to like run over towards uh Gim and just try to like hold it back from going any closer to the, to the rift. The last words you hear in a very distorted way, because a insect mouth slash um scorpion mouth cannot uh, really articulate human words really well. So in a very distorted way, you hear, be better than I was. Before the rift, it doesn't close per se. It just becomes less active. The ground no longer moves around it. The glow is gone. The rift is still there. It just now has a solid bottom. Um, out of which, like, is sticking half of a bicycle. Is that Professor English's bike? It very well might be. Is it our loot for defeating the boss? <laughs> if that's how Gim interprets it, then Gim has the back tire of a bicycle uh, as the loot for the end boss. Hmm. Well, I think. Kim's reaction would just be to grab it and yank it because she's kind of in shock after everything that's happened. She thought she was in the rift, that she's not in the rift, and this moth creature who she thought was Hibiki, but apparently isn't Hibiki. So her body's just kind of all nervous and she just grabs this thing and yanks it out, thinking maybe that the person on the other end is attached to it. No, it's not. It's just a back tire. She kind of just falls back from the amount of force she used to yank it out. And she's just sitting on the floor holding this back tire. And she kind of looks up at the group like, what does this all mean? Hibiki can only like shrug and just like, you know, yank and try to get game back away from the rift before anything else happens. You do that. Easily. Gim was on the ground floor of this rift that has now just closed over. And I think this is a good moment to just have one more scene per character. um, Because I don't think we will be seeing them back shortly. If at all. We'll see. Um, So yeah, you do that. Let's let's just go around in order that you are on my screen. Um, On my screen. On my screen. Kathy, what's your final scene? It doesn't have to be right here. You can also skip forward. Um, oh boy, I feel like if I skip forward, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one that pushes it like forward for everybody. So maybe I should keep it in here now. And if anybody else wants to go forward, that's that's fine. Uh, so like Gim pulls back this tire from the from the void and just kind of turns around, and we all just kind of like look at each other. And we're we're standing in Miss Tanaka's empty house, and like Kathy just kind of like gives a look to everybody, and we probably all have this like kind of what the hell just happened look on our face, 
and she just um she just kind of like uh puts her arm around Gim and puts her other arm around whoever's like closest by to just have like two two friends close to her and she just whispers book club and that's like that's it that's a good one rico what are the last things that we see of rico in this episode so uh, i think rico is going to be very defeated by everything that has happened today um and she's kind of like blanking out on a lot of things then as she approaches school the next day she suddenly realized oh no it's been wrecked and it's my fault hopefully nobody knows that <laughs> and it like a camera zooms in on her uh terrified expression uh that anyone besides the friend group uh knows or that the friend group was going to tell someone <laughs> Yeah, when you arrive back at the school, you do see that uh, it is completely up or not repaired, but like the construction has already happened. There's a big board outside that says back open in a month. Um, cultural fair postponed. Oh, no, my flowers, they're going to be wilting. I... <laughs> well, or they will have flowers again, because remember, you had no flowers left. Oh, right. Well, um one of the two. <laughs> so I think that if we skip a little for, further forward, you see that in a month or one and a half month, Rico actually manages to stand in a flower booth completely the way that she had originally planned it because there is no Hinata to steal the flowers right before the exhibition starts. My last last scene is uh, I snap a picture of the flower display the way it was supposed to look. And I just give Rico a thumbs up and smile. Hibiki, what's your last scene? So I think we see like, you know, like the trees start to change as the seasons change. <laughs> and then you see Hibiki like, you know, very shyly like uh, walk up to him and just like, I, I feel like she would hand her like some, some of the flowers like from like that were used in the cultural exhibition. Thing and then like hand them over to Gim and just you you like you don't you see their mouth move you don't you don't hear any words but you just he, you hear like the offer or like will you go out with me? You would see Gim looking at the flowers and and like smiling and nodding and giving a peace sign and then kind of pushing like pointing back over her shoulder, you know, with her thumb as she walks away to give the flowers to somebody else. Oh, <laughs> and then you, you just you just see like the world just breaks slightly for Hibiki. Luckily, in the background of that whole scene is Honaka, and Honaka is watching this all unfold. And I I think she misses the um Gim's reaction, but um because her focus is entirely on Hibiki, who has just you know, asked out um, the homewrecker and like, uh, like a single tear goes down Hanako's face. And then it flash forwards later on where she's like sitting at home writing in her uh, diary. And like, there's like a, she flips back a few um, pages from like the weeks ago when they first joined the book club and started it. It has all the girls' names on it. And next to each of the girls, uh, 
um like you see like rico's name and like uh there's not not really anything um next to it and then uh hibiki's name like is kind of blurred out by a tear uh Gim's name uh, has been crossed out and then like it stops on kathy's name there's a uh question mark by it and then she just looks up to the camera and says will anyone ever give me my my first good kiss maybe next time maybe next time well Gim, final scene. We'll start off where Hibiki gives Gim the flowers and she thinks like, man, Hibiki is such a cool kid. You know, she's definitely, you know, the 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 front of, you know, the most noticeable person in a six girl, you know, dance pop group. You know, she is she is everyone's obsession. She's the coolest girl in town and she's my bestie. So she takes these flowers of encouragement, you know, and Gim thinks that she should, you know, follow in Hibiki's example. So she goes to her house and she picks up this back tire of a bicycle, which she has kind of determined is like her good luck symbol, you know, because it kind of saved her life. And she'll put it over her shoulder, holding Hibiki's flowers, and she'll walk down the street. You kind of see it all in like a watercolor-esque you know, vision. She arrives at Hanukkah's house and she kind of knocks on the door, stands up straight, waits for her to answer. Uh, the door opens and Hanukkah's there. You see Gim look a little nervous. You know, she's she's kind of combing her hair back with her, her fingers a lot. And she very shyly holds out these flowers to Hanukkah and says, Hanukkah, I hear... Uh, and she pulls out with, you know, her other hand, a note that she has in her pocket. And she says, I hear rumor. People think I like Kathy, but Kathy is just my friend. Uh, and, you know, she kind of pumps herself up a little. I've been really practicing my English for this. Uh, Hanukkah, you are so beautiful. You are so wonderful. You are a person who sees Gim. You always watching. You always round corner. I feel seen by you, Hanukkah. And she hands her the flowers and she says, this is my lucky back tire. You are like my back tire, always there for support when things get bad. Will you go on date with me? <laughs> I think the camera just like uh, goes in and like Hanukkah is just like, what? At the very end, and you can't tell if it's like alleviation because it's yes or no, I'm frustrated. It's a bit ambiguous, but like I think uh, Honika is mostly just she's sure that Gim is just fucking with her. And that's where the end credits start rolling. This was Kaiju Girls for Both Crew RPG. I want to thank Adam, Joaquin, Tillman. Greg and Monica for joining me this time around and uh, we might be back with more we'll see thank you all for listening want to find out more about the story join our discord channel the link is in the description